Hey everybody and welcome back to another edition of the Monster Cast. We're going to go over AEW versus WWE NXT round 2 in the Wednesday Night Wars which of course are still elevating every week. We got my thoughts on the WWE draft night 1. Um and I'll go ahead and do night 2 as well. Um last night was Raw, obviously, and usually I'll do the week um, as a whole, and then Monday Night Raw would be the first show, but I waited to do both SmackDown and Raw as a collective draft unit, so I had to wait to do the podcast until, of course, last night happened. Tonight, of course, you're going to get to see AEW Dark and the second episode of um, NWA Power. But first, let's get into what has happened the past week. AEW wins the ratings war yet again. Now, both shows were down, and I do believe that's because of the MLB baseball audience as well as um, a lot of people just... doing a lot of things i mean this is technically holiday season all the sports are going on so you've got football baseball basketball is in the preseason nhl hockey just started october is literally the only month where all four sports are going on at the exact same time all four major sports and of course you have other big time sports out there as like nascar and stuff that are still generating decent ratings but to each their own every sport that is a major national sport has something going on in October at the same time so interesting to note that before we get started but yes NXT lost again to AEW in the ratings that's they're two AEW is 2-0 against NXT and like I said last week how long does WWE go losing and losing and losing with NXT before they realize, hey, this is probably not a good idea. Either move the show to Thursday or put it back on WWE Network so that USA doesn't cancel it and then it looks even worse for you. Or take it on the road so that you can generate more ticket sales and by just going into arenas that have more seats. Because holding that full sale every week, while I would feel bad for the full sale crowd who are diehards and go to every show, you can't do a move like this and then keep getting beat and then keep coming out with press releases saying it's a marathon not a sprint and other dumb shit like that and then continuously keep getting beaten in the ratings now this next week coming up is going to be really good as they both announced matches already um which I'll go over later on but first, we're going to um, try to figure out what year that we are in. Because you got Notre Dame and Penn State are ranked in the top 10 in college football. The Yankees 
are in the American League Championship Series and actually won Game 1 against the Astros. And we have two wrestling shows on the same night competing for ratings. It almost feels like it's 1998. And don't even get me started on the fact that NWA now has their, their weekly show on YouTube from a studio in Georgia with Jim Cornette as a fucking announcer. Wrestling is literally at an all-time high for current fans of the product. You've got MLW Fusion, you got Ring of Honor, you got NXT, you got NXT UK, you got 205 Live, you've got AEW, AEW Dark, um, Raw, SmackDown. Do not forget anything? I mean, there's like fucking 10, 11, you got Impact, obviously. You got like 10 or 11 wrestling shows weekly right now that you can have access to. Um, if you have the internet or just basic cable. Then you got AEW pay-per-views are on Saturday. WWE pay-per-views are on Sunday. You got Championship Hollywood. Uh, Championship Hollywood Wrestling, which is an extension of NWA. They got their own show. So they just got so many options right now. It's Hard to keep up with for casual fans, but the diehard fans are in heaven right now, and enjoy it while it lasts. Um, SmackDown Draft, Night 1. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh my goodness. Where to begin on that debacle? <coughs> oh shit. Excuse me. Oh my goodness. Okay. Alright, so let's get into the debacle that was WWE SmackDown Draft Night 1. First, let me just say that for all of you logic police out there for wrestling, when it comes to wrestling, which I think if I was having this argument with a sane person, we could just agree to the fact that wrestling, no matter how hard they try... It will never be 100% logical. However, with that being said, first you have a ref stoppage in a Hell in a Cell match. Okay? A ref stoppage in a Hell in a Cell match because it got, quote-unquote, too violent. And The Fiend was not answering the referee's counts or questions or anything like that. However... Him beating up the fiend with a small sledgehammer against chairs and other things that he had on top of him was somehow not equivalent to the fiend taking out a much bigger mallet and hitting Rollins with it. Also, let's not forget 1998 since I mentioned it earlier. Let's talk about 1998 Hell in a Cell, Mankind, and Undertaker where Undertaker threw Mankind not only off the top of the cell through an announce table all the way down to the floor, but then again through the top of the hell in a cell to the ring where he got popped in the face with the chair and his tooth was hanging out of his nose and somehow yet he finished the match just fine, no ref stoppage. So let's just go ahead and get that put to the side. Then you have the WWE apologists who are all over AEW because John Moxley interfered in a three-on-three match. 
and attacked Kenny Omega and they were like, where was the bell? Why wasn't there a DQ? Well, you bitch about there being a DQ. Then they have a main event and you want there to be a DQ even though Excalibur clearly states on the show that it is up to the referee's discretion on whether or not to call a DQ or not in that situation. Also, Kenny Omega was not the legal man in the match. Matt Jackson was. Yet you still bitch about that. Whereas WWE just went ahead and gave you the ending to their match already by having a stupid poll up there that says, who do you think is going to win? Rollins, Bray Wyatt, or match will end in a DQ. And then everyone is like, how the fuck is a Hell in a Cell match going to end in a DQ? And now it wasn't one of the, now they're saying that it didn't end in any of those options because it was a ref stoppage. Way to save face but it's too late. People still booed Rollins last night on Raw. Just him showing up backstage when he mentioned the Hell in a Cell match, you could hear the boos, and I know he heard them. So the fans are not going to let that one go for a while. I know some fans personally who are not going to let it go for a long while. Um, they announced last night that Seth Rollins will be taking on The Fiend Bray Wyatt at the Saudi Arabia Crown Jewel Show on Halloween, which I believe starts at like 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, so now Bray Wyatt's going to win the world title on Halloween to make it extra creepy, I guess. I don't fucking know. Or they're just going to have another stupid finish that makes no sense because, I mean, you're going to save Bray Wyatt's world title win in theory if they do it like this in front of a crowd that does not give a fuck a crowd that wants Eddie Guerrero to rise from the dead and participate on the show a crowd that doesn't even watch wrestling regularly that you're trying to bring a crowd to that their government wants old popular wrestlers and gave you a list of people they wanted and half of them were dead because they don't follow it that's who you're going to have him win the world title in front of. People that aren't even going to know what the fuck's going on. When they see Bray Wyatt, they're going to be like, what the fuck is this? That's who you have. What what we have potentially about to happen on October 31st. Instead of putting him in front of any U.S. crowd, any Canadian crowd, any U.K. crowd, and winning the title and the fucking roof getting blown off the building. Which is what you should want as WWE so that's fucking stupid and then you have AEW acknowledging the fact that the ref did not call a DQ Kenny Omega got mad at him on being the elite and said wins and losses matter you should have called a DQ now I have one of the worst records in all of AEW and it's your fault and that is some great that's that's the way you save it if people have a problem with what you're doing Go back to the drawing board and fucking do something like that. Not only did they do it the right way instead of ignoring the fucking situation for a week like WWE did and then having Rollins in a backstage segment so that he couldn't face the music in front of the live crowd and still got shit on anyway. You have it explained on your YouTube show 
what happened and then the ref says why he did it because everybody keeps complaining that he's so uptight which is great storytelling because if you watch previous episodes of being the elite he would take his referee role too seriously and start calling shit outside the ring so now he's letting it he lets it go one time and now he's getting shit on for letting it go so it makes perfect sense. It's part of that whole long-term storytelling that AEW kept telling you that they were going to do. Yet all these wrestling fans from WWE want everything now, 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 now. They want everything explained now. Don't let it get any kind of time to fucking build up and understand what's going on. Well, that was stupid. Why didn't they call the DQ? Well, if you fucking wait just a few more days, you'll understand why. Because they're telling a story, jackass. Which is the whole reason that you're watching an episodic fucking TV wrestling show to begin with. Now back to the fucking debacle that was WWE Smackdown Draft Night 1. And if you were paying attention, then you understood it right away. And if you are a casual fan and don't really go out of your way to get your extra wrestling news, then you didn't know. But if I do tell you, and when I do tell you, after this break, you will understand why it was so fucking retarded what WWE did. Laughable. Fucking laughable. And this is not the way you want to start out your first two weeks after AEW finally debuts their weekly show. First, you have the Hell in a Cell ref stoppage slash DQ slash what the fuck. And then you pull this bullshit. Alright, let's finally get to why the first night of the draft was so bad. Such a debacle. So... This is what you need to know. The WWE decided the best way to do this draft was to have two guys, or in in Raw's case, two women, fight for the chance to see who got the first pick for Raw or SmackDown. Now on SmackDown, we start the show off with Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. Seth Rollins represents Raw. Roman Reigns represents SmackDown. The winner gets the first pick for their show. Fantastic idea, right? Wrong! Because these motherfuckers have Roman Reigns in the draft pool to potentially get drafted to Raw. So why the fuck would Roman Reigns logically want to fucking win a match for SmackDown if he doesn't even know he's gonna be on SmackDown by the end of the show. So let's say, let's say in theory this is a potential scenario. Roman Reigns could have beaten Seth Rollins, right? He gets the first pick for his brand SmackDown. SmackDown fucking picks who knows who gives a fuck Becky Lynch because she was the first overall pick for Raw because Raw ended up winning the match when Bray Wyatt interfered and Roman was DQ'd because of it even though he had nothing to do with it obviously but because he attacked Rollins Roman wins and uh 
or no, because he attacked Rollins, Roman loses, and Raw gets the first pick, and they pick Becky Lynch. Okay, great. Let's say Roman wins that match. This is a completely perfect and logical scenario now. Roman Reigns beats Seth Rollins, okay? Roman gets the first pick for SmackDown. SmackDown picks Becky Lynch, and then let's say Raw picks Roman Reigns with their first pick. Are you fucking kidding me? So now you have a guy that was fighting for SmackDown, and their number one pick to make them the A-show. And then you draft him, or have the potential to have him drafted by the other show? That makes no fucking sense. What you should have had was Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar, Raw title versus SmackDown title, Red versus Blue, and you automatically say at the beginning that Rollins is staying on Raw and Lesnar is staying on SmackDown because they are the champions of their respective brands. Then whoever wins that match would get the first pick for their show that they will be staying on because that makes fucking logical sense. They did the exact same thing uh, last night with the second uh, day of the draft on Raw. They had Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. Charlotte represented SmackDown. Becky Lynch represented Raw because Becky Lynch already got drafted to Raw. That made sense. But Charlotte wasn't drafted yet because she was in part of the second draft pool that got drafted last night. So now Charlotte loses the fucking match and Raw later on in the show picks Charlotte to be on Raw. So why the fuck would Charlotte even attempt to win a match if she's not even going to be on the show that she's attempting to winning the fucking match for? Makes no sense. For last night, they should have had Becky Lynch versus Bailey. Both ended up staying on their respective shows. Both are the current champions of their respective shows. Red versus Blue, Woman versus Woman, Becky versus Bailey makes way more fucking sense than Becky versus Charlotte. How do you people not fucking realize this if you're in the creative writing room for WWE? Makes no sense. The SmackDown titles the Raw World or the Raw Tag Titles and the versus the SmackDown Tag Titles. Say all the fucking champions that are exclusive champions to the brands cannot be fucking moved. It's not complicated. You had you you pretty much set up everything. You literally set up everything, but before I get to last night's setups, let's go to what the fuck they did on their social media. On their social media, I believe it was on their website, but of course they um, got it screenshot like a motherfucker when people found out what was going on. If you pay attention to anything that WWE puts on social media, and then you watched the show SmackDown for the night one of the draft... You would have seen that WWE spoiled their own fucking draft results. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? People that are supposed to pay attention to every little minute detail. Fucking Vince McMahon running the show. Everything has to go through me. And you're telling me that on your social media page, you had... The fucking draft pool for the SmackDown night literally listed B- 
Becky, Roman, The OC, Bray, Drew, Orton, Sasha, Ricochet, Braun, Lashley, Alexa, Lacey. Okay, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. The first 12 fucking picks of your draft were listed in order of what the fuck you actually ended up doing on the show. The actual draft results were Becky, Roman, OC, Bray, Drew, Orton, Sasha, Ricochet, Braun, Lashley, Alexa, Lacey. The exact same fucking 12 picks. Are you fucking stupid? And I believe the only reason that it didn't continue to be the same was because somebody on their social media account saw everybody's tweets and were like, what the fuck is going on? And then somebody ran back to the back and saying, hey, somebody put them in the exact same order that we were doing it when the draft came out. So literally all they already know well, who the fuck is going to be where we need to get this fuck up, this shit off and change it up a little bit before the show ends. By then, it was already too late. You only had, you already had half the draft over. So what ends up happening is on the site, it says Viking Raiders, Revival, Natalia, Heavy Machinery, Street Profits, and Lucha House Party. And all they did was mix it up a little bit, but they all went to the same brands that they were going to go to anyway. And it ends up being Owens, Revival, Natalia, Viking Raiders, Lucha House Party, Nikki, Heavy Machinery, and Street Profits. So all they did was mix it up just a little bit at the end when they realized, hey, we're fucking this up because we're doing it in the exact same order that we already listed on our website. And this is supposed to come off as completely random where we have the fucking Fox and the USA war rooms, just like the NFL during their draft, where they're supposed to be showing their reactions to their picks that they're getting. They're taking all these phone calls. We got a dude with ultimate warrior face fucking paint eating Chinese food. And you're supposed to take all this bad acting super seriously. They got the cool ticker tape at the bottom that let you know throughout the night who got drafted, which was pretty cool. I like that touch. But everything else about this fucking first night of the draft made zero sense none let's not forget the fact that you're not really getting one over on us by putting all the real life couples on the same show that kind of takes away from people believing if you're actually doing this real draft i mean literally no one was split up andrade and charlotte go to raw they're a couple in real life you have Zelina Vega and Alistar Black, they go to Raw. They're a couple in real life. You have Rusev, Lana on the same show on Raw. They're a real life couple. You have Carmella go to SmackDown because Corey Graves is now an announcer on SmackDown. They're a real life couple. You have Rollins and Becky Lynch who are now engaged in real life. They're on Raw. They're a real life couple. You're not putting this shit past anybody that actually pays attention to your product. So who are you trying to fool? The fucking casual fans who you feel like are marks or that you just feel are stupid in general and don't pay any attention? Because this is how you're losing your fans when your fans grow up because they don't want you to make them feel like they're fucking retarded anymore. That's why so many people are going to AEW. AEW literally hasn't had one rematch yet from their fucking 
uh, pay-per-views to their TV shows. Yes, it's early. Yes, we all understand that. However, you've got people on Raw and SmackDown that I've already fucking fought a million times. I just had to watch Becky versus Charlotte for the fucking 12th time in two years. It's ridiculous. You've got so much talent that you're not utilizing yet you have Charlotte hold the title for five days just so she can get it ten times because we're trying to hurry up and push her up to 16 times like her dad. We all see right through the bullshit that you are trying to create for your casual fans and more importantly for your diehard fans that would stick with you through thick and thin but thick is over and thin is getting really fucking thin so we're all about to fucking leave i already know multiple people that have said they're completely done with wwe i got my brother who said he's not gonna watch wwe for a while he'll probably give him another chance later on but with that hell in a cell bullshit he's completely turned off by him there's so many different options now we can go anywhere yeah, WWE's not going anywhere anytime soon as far as going out of business. We all know that. They're too fucking big now. But you can still hurt them. So, and I think people, I mean, I think they're hurt right now. You, you cannot tell me that they're not hurt when they're having meetings about AEW backstage, when they're giving people way more money than they should be giving them. When you're trying to lock up people in five-year contracts so they don't go somewhere else, AEW. You can't tell me that you have no concerns whatsoever. You try to do everything that you can on the first night of AEW with NXT to try to beat them, and it doesn't work. I mean, you are concerned, and yet you're still throwing this shit on the wall and hoping it sticks, and it's just not sticking. It's not sticking for the people that matter. The actual draft results, the first 12 were the exact same that you listed on your social media. How many red flags do you need before you finally realize, hey, we need to stop dicking around here before we fuck up big time? Oh, when I get back, I will be giving you my top five matches of the week, and we will be looking ahead to the week to come it's going to be interesting i think you'll be actually surprised with my top five matches of the week this week so on the other side of this break i'll give them to you but first i have to tell you guys about this sweet website called sleeves.com sleeves designs and produces custom compression gear everything from arm and leg sleeves to headbands bandanas t-shirts and jerseys sleeves carries over 200 different designs for everyone from kids to adults and now it just got even better because you can use the promo code monster 40 that's monster 40 without the vowels m-n-s-t-r-40 you'll get 40 percent off your order so go to sleeves.com that's s-l-e-e-f-s.com for your active wear accessories now and use my promo code MNSTR40 for 40% off your order now and get in your game. Alright guys, we're back and I'm going to give you my top 5 matches of the past week in wrestling. 
which I'm sure you're excited about, and you will be hopefully surprised about. Number five, I actually have Roman versus Seth, which is um, to say that the match was actually pretty good before Bray Wyatt came out, despite all the illogicals outside surrounding the match. If you just take the match for what it was, or what it could have been, really. I mean, I think it could have gone another 10 minutes easily. The match was really fucking good. Um, they always have a decent chemistry together, though, so that doesn't shock me. That was number five. Number four was from NWA Power's first episode, Eli Drake versus Caleb Conley. Number four was also from NWA Power. It was their main event, Nick Aldis, the champion, versus Tim Storm, and it was an NWA title match. Number two was Walter versus Kushida on uh, WWE NXT. Great match. Definitely go out of your way to watch these top three matches for sure. The Nick Aldis versus Tim Storm for the NWA title. Walter versus Kushida WWE NXT. And my number one match of the week was the shock of all shocks. Private Party defeating the Young Bucks in round one of the AEW Tag Team Tournament. Um, It was crazy. Really good match. No one expected Private Party to win. The Young Bucks, the favorite team, the favorites for the whole thing. They were the number one seed. Private Party was the number seven seed for sure. As far as experience and all that stuff goes, no one thought they were going to win. And they pulled off the biggest upset and Private Party beats the Young Bucks. So that helps the Young Bucks go off to their feud with Ortiz and Santana. And it helps Private Party get pushed a little bit higher on the card. Hopefully they, um, they're, they're basically the Cinderella story now of the tournament. We'll see if they can pull off another big upset. Let's see what's going on for the week, though. The week, um, for tonight, for tonight you get NWA Power, 6.05 p.m. Eastern on NWA's YouTube channel and Facebook pages. You'll get to see the debut of Aaron Stevens. You'll see... Ken Anderson, a.k.a. formerly known as Mr. Kennedy in SmackDown. He and Colt Cabana are going against Jordan Kingsley and Saul Renaro. You get Trevor Murdoch, who is also a former WWE Tag Team Champion, against Ricky Starks. And you also will get Homicide and Eddie Kingston versus the NWA Tag Team Champions, the Wild Cards. And finally, another match you'll get to see Ashley Vox versus NWA Women's Champion and former Mae Young uh, classic participant, um, Allison Kay. She was also in um, Impact for a little bit. Former, I think she's a former Impact champion, actually. Impact uh, women's champion. And then you'll also get appearances by NWA national champion James Cowboy Storm and others. And then, of course, tonight is also AEW Dark on YouTube. The matches that you didn't get to see live on uh, Wednesday, you get to see the following Tuesday on their YouTube channel, which is awesome. This week they have three matches. They have Shima and SoCal Uncensored SCU versus The Dark Order and Angelico and Jack Evans in a four-on-four match. They have Peter Avalon, the librarian, versus Sonny Kiss versus Kip Superbad Sabian. And in the main event of that show, you get 
the match that everyone is talking about that you need to go out of your way to see because it was insane. It's an unsanctioned lights out match between Kenny Omega and the bad boy Joey Janela. So make sure you definitely check those out. We also, everybody knows that during the crown jewel you'll get Seth Rollins versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt. You got Team Hogan versus Team Flair, which Seth Rollins is on Team Hogan, so I don't know how the fuck that's going to work. And you also have um, Cain Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE um, world title. And you also will get Tyson Fury, the undefeated heavyweight boxing champion of the world versus Braun Strowman. All that on Crown Jewel. That's coming up on Halloween. So hopefully we get another great week of wrestling, um, which technically started last night, but for next week's show purposes, we'll actually start tonight. So I'm excited to see both of those shows, AEW Dark and NWA Power. And thank you for joining me again on another episode of the MonsterCast, and I will see you next time.